Grab those Bibles, hold them up high, repeat after me. Y'all ready? Yeah. All right, so this is my Bible. The Word of God. And inside, God tells me the plans he has for my life. He tells me how much he loves me. Even when this world tells me that I am not lovable. And I shall be. All that God desires for me to be. Because his Holy Spirit dwells inside of me. This I proclaim. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, so listen, I'm ready. So turn to Psalms number nine. Psalms number nine. Psalms number nine. And we're just going to read verses one through two. Psalms number nine, verses one through two. It says in this psalm that was written by David, I will give thanks to the Lord with all of my heart. I will tell of all of your wonders. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Today we're just going to talk about worshipful ways. Worshipful ways. Um, I think it's really important that as believers, we do not become distracted by worldly worship, especially during this season. It's easy to get distracted and start to worship or give attention to because worship has to do with giving attention, affection, and honoring and exalting something or someone on a pedestal. And if you're not careful that something or that someone can be given attention and affection and can be honored and exalted above Jesus Christ. See, if you're not careful, some of us can spend more time trying to discover what is the perfect gift for my child, for my spouse, for my parents, or for someone versus how and can I focus on presenting myself as a greater gift to be utilized by God. Because if you're not careful, you can spend your time, your talent, and your treasure focused on making sure that everyone is pleased and happy with what you do, but never ever focus upon, are you doing what God called you to do? We have to be careful in the way that we worship. If you're not careful, you can get caught up in songs and you hear the melody, you hear the harmony, you hear the lyrics and you get caught up by the fact that there's a crowd even singing along with you. But if you're not careful, you will miss out on the actual theology of that song. What we believe matters. God calls us to have worshipful ways. I think the book of 
Psalms is a great place to be. In fact, I would encourage you, as I've encouraged you to go through the book of Proverbs for daily vitamins, uh, the book of Psalms is a great book to wake up to in the morning time. And uh, listen, as you reach out to grab your Folgers or your Dunkin' Donuts, skip over it for a minute and just grab on to one of the Psalms that is filled with hymns and prayers and with songs and eat some of that first and then grab your coffee, cup of coffee. And I guarantee you, even the cheap cup of coffee would taste better. May not even need cream or sugar in it once you get through getting some of that Psalms. Just get you some Psalms, okay? Uh, and, and it's such a beautiful book. And this book here, this, this particular passage where we are, it has a lot to say as you read, continue to read through the verses. You see some general blessings that David mentioned that, that all believers, that we all get to experience. But then David also focuses upon some specific prayers and some specific blessings that he received, how God uh, rescued him from some of his specific enemies, enemies that you and I have never, ever seen. Uh, but he also talks about some general things, how God has met many of his needs, like God meets your and my needs. But, I, but the beauty of this psalm to me is just how it starts off. See, no matter what happens in your and my day, our life, whether you're able to give someone a gift, whether you're able to receive a gift, whether you're, you have a job that you've had for 25 years or whether you just lost your job, whether you're looking for a job, whether you have a high paying job or a low paying job, whether you have a no paying job, whether you have kids that follow every single thing that you have laid out or you have kids that are in total rebellion. Whether you have a hundred people on your side that always march with you or you only have one or none, you still got Jesus. And one of the beautiful things about David, David says, listen, I'm going to do something. Whether those things change or not, I'm going to worship. It's almost like saying I'm going to pull up on this campus today and if a hundred or two hundred or three of three hundred of us march inside. And if it's three hundred of us and only two and two hundred and ninety nine never, ever worship, I'm going to worship today. In fact, it's like coming into this worship gathering and say, you know what? I saw the praise team on the stage singing. But they weren't leading me because guess what? I was already led by the Holy Spirit. They just joined what I brought into the house. This is what worshipful ways begin to look like. And I know some of us scratch our head and say, well, you know, I, I, for some of you, it may be the first time you looked into the book of Psalms. Well, this is a great place to be. Uh, I, I remember reading about this little girl and she was in Sunday school class and she was four and a half years old and the teacher asked the class, is there anyone here that can recite Psalms 23, for instance? And the little girl raised her hand and the teacher's like, wow. Well, come on up. The little girl came up and when she came up, the teacher said, go ahead. And the little girl said, the Lord, first she bowed. <laughs> and then she said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. (laughs) 
That was her interpretation of it. Listen, when you look at this psalm, you're going to walk away with verses 1 and 2 being your interpretation of this particular full text. No matter what David went through, and David went through a whole lot, he had some very, very harsh, strong, powerful enemies. But one thing David has a thread of doing, David would get discouraged at times and whatnot, but one of the patterns that David had, and this is the reason why the Bible says King David danced. And I don't know what kind of dance he did. Maybe he's like, teach me how to do the dagger. I don't know what he was doing. But he, he did something. I, I mean, but he, he danced because David had this worshipful, he had this experience, he had this intimate relationship with God. And David was prone to worship even while all chaos was taking place around him. So, so let's just see what this text, let's just see what verses one through four says. Now, listen, look at verse one. Let's look at verse 1 and 1a in particular. It says, I will give thanks to the Lord. One of the characteristics of the ways that David worshiped and one of the ways that we should worship is we should always thank God. David says, I will give thanks to the Lord. And some of your texts, you're like the King James Version, it may use the word praise which is translated, give thanks. And then uh, 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 here though, you have, I will give thanks to the Lord. When you translate it, it translates as saying, I will give acknowledgement to God and I will be thankful to him. Now notice this now, giving God thanks is not based upon what you think he has done. I want you to see how David is starting off giving God's thanks, not for simply what he has done, but I want to thank you, God, just for being God. I, 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 God, I just thank you for being who you are. Lord, I'm so glad that you're not my boss. Lord, I'm so glad that you're not my best friend because my best friend has let me down at times. In fact, I was contemplating letting the brother go. Lord, I'm so thankful that you're not my spouse because sometimes they get on my nerves. Lord, I'm so thankful that you're not my mama or my daddy because they have gotten it wrong at times. And Lord, I'm so thankful that, that they're not my kids because sometimes they got these little nasty attitudes. Lord, I'm so thankful that you're not like, and Lord, I'm so thankful that you're not me because I'm unpredictable. Lord, I'm just thankful that you are God and that you are God alone. I'm so thankful that you don't have to get a committee together to move in my life. Lord, I'm so thankful. And so he gave God thanks simply for who God is. N notice in, in Psalms 100 verse 4, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. In other words, when you walked in, he was saying it was, it's okay to come in the gates, come in the door with thanksgiving. No one should have to prone or prod you to give God thanks. No one should have to tell you you should thank God. It should come and resonate from you and you alone. You should come through the door with giving thanks on your heart. Why? Because it came out out of the house with you. Giving thanks came, listen, it came out of the house with you. It walked down the sideway or through your garage and it got in the car with you. When you got out of the car, it came into the church with you. 
You do not walk in the sanctuary to pick up Thanksgiving. You bring Thanksgiving in the door with you. Some people come to church saying, what did I get out of it? No one, listen, don't come here saying what you're going to get out of it. What did you give to it? You give God thanks. What did you bring to the table? And I noticed sitting in the back room, Pastor Yim and I, we were sitting in the back room. We sound so much better when we give God thanks together. They gave thanks. Psalms 136 verse 1 says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And I, and, and I really get excited when I read that verse. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication uh, with thanksgiving. And hear how that works. Some of us don't have a problem praying or making supplication. Lord, I don't mind praying for other people. And Lord, I don't mind putting in supplication. I don't mind praying for myself, what I need. But then it says, notice the text says, with thanksgiving. And so the way I always imagine it, if Mary, if I'm working on a document, I'm sending it to Mary, and I send Mary the email, say, Mary, I got this document done, you're going to format it, blah, blah, blah. And I send her this email, and, uh, and there's supposed to be a document with it, but I forget to attach the document. I sent her the email. Some of us do the same thing when it comes to prayer and supplication. We send the email, but we don't attach Thanksgiving with it. The text says, with Thanksgiving. That's what it says, with Thanksgiving. Make sure you make the attachment with Thanksgiving. Grab a paper clip or something like that, but attach Thanksgiving to your prayers and to your supplication. He says, give thanks. Uh, listen, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You mean for everything? You mean when I wanted to eat chicken tonight and all we have is pork and beans you telling me when I was growing up and everyone else was eating craft cheese and we got the cheese in the brown box that didn't even have the word cheese on it it wasn't even sliced in fact you couldn't slice it with a knife we had to put it in the microwave to make it soft enough just to slice with a knife you mean I had to get this you mean we don't get fruit loops you mean, you mean we don't get a Frosted Flakes, Kellogg Frosted Flakes? We get the cereal in the yellow box with black words on it that just say flakes? It don't even tell you the ingredients of the day it's going to expire? You mean I got to give thanks for that? You mean to tell me we can't get Mayfield milk, 2% of whole milk? We can't even get skim milk, and instead we got to use powder milk? You telling me that? And when the powder milk is not available, we have to use the water to make the bowl of cereal. And I have to give thanks. The Bible says give thanks in all things. That's what the text says. Give thanks. So David, he had this uh, uh, proclivity to, to, to give thanks at all times. But the text says, I will give thanks and I will tell of your wonders. Listen, we still in verse, let's look at one, one B. I will tell of all your wonders. In other words, tell others about God. Listen, I can sit here and tell you God has been good to me. And you can tell me God has been good to you. 
And that's good talk in God's church. But not only are we supposed to tell each other, the Bible is telling us to tell the world how good God is. Tell it to uh, Listen, make him known. And some of us say, well, people going to know I'm in a relationship with Jesus Christ just by the way I walk. Just by the way I carry myself, just by the way I act. And I've said this to y'all many times. If your neighbor needs that grass cut and you go cut that grass and you're a blessing to them and you're saying they're going to know, listen, they're going to know I'm a servant of Christ by the way I cut that grass. I did it with diligently uh, and, and, and I made sure I, I edged. I did every single thing as if it was my own yard. And they're going to know that I'm a child of the most high. I, you know, I, I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus. They, listen, no. They might say, now that's a good Muslim brother. They may say, you know what? That brother there, you can tell. Listen, he may not. Listen, I don't think he's a Christian. I don't even know if he believes in Jesus. But he's a good person. You have to open your mouth and verbally communicate. Christians have been using the excuse that I'm just going to let my actions speak for themselves. At some point, you have to open your mouth. Now, I will tell you this. This is important. Some of us got to do a good job with opening up our mouth, but we don't have no action to back it up. It's just like somebody want to fight. They talk, 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 talk. And then, then when the fight starts, hold up. <laughs> you know, and then, and then, you know, you get in the fight and then JC come back in. I'm running my mouth to someone and, and I'm talking about what I'm going to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and then J.C. comes up and the fight look like it's about to go down. J.C. comes up or nothing better yet than that. Mary comes up and Mary pulling me back and Mary pulling me back. And I'm going back with Mary like she got enough strength to hold me back. I ain't want to fight anyway. I ain't want to fight anyway. I just want to run my mouth when I know I can get away from Mary and do something. We do the same thing. We run our mouths. Listen. Make sure your actions are consistent with the person who is in a relationship with Christ. Let your, listen, your actions, your and my actions should demonstrate that we are in a worshipful relationship with Christ. And then when we speak, people are going to give more credit to our words because our actions actually are aligned with our words. Don't be just all talk. It has to line up. You cannot be talking to the world saying, hey, God loves you. And you listen, God loves you. And you're supposed to treat people better than that. You can't tell people that if you mistreat people yourself. You, it's hard to convince people that God loves them if you don't love people. Loving people does not mean loving people who are lovable. Now, you got it. It's easy to love someone who's lovable. Most people we consider lovable are people who just kind of fall in line and they don't push back, they don't fight back, and they kind of do things the way you do things. But what about that person that agitates you, irritates you? Every time you turn around, they, they, all, they always need something, they always into something, always they behind your back doing stuff. You can't listen. You can't. You can't even close your eyes when they're around. Can't even blink with your, both of your eyes at the same time. You blink one eye. Keep your eye on. You, you, you can't. You, you can't. But you're still called to love this person, and you you can't. You cannot love someone in an artificial way. It has to be genuine love, and so our speech has to be lined up 
with our actions. We're called to tell others about God, tell others about the wonders of God. And, and we should do this all the time, all the time. And so one way is to do this is to do it personally. And here's what I mean by that personally. Uh, in your personal orbit, you may have two people in your personal orbit. You got a private, personal, you also have a public, and, I mean, you have a private, personal, a professional, and a public circle. You have those, you have those four circles. Uh, if you're retired, one of your circles may be missing, but all of us have two, about two to four circles. So whether it's private, whether it's personal, whether it's professional, whether it's public, public is the biggest one, of course, that little personal, uh, 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 that little private one is maybe you and your spouse. It may be you and a child. It may be you and your best friend. Uh, when it gets personal, there's a, maybe three to five other people around you, maybe three to eight. And then when it becomes professional, these are people that you volunteer with or that you work with it's a in some type of capacity, but it usually starts off as a transactional relationship. Uh, it's usually one of those public is when you go to the grocery store to park wherever you may go, wherever you may uh, travel and you just passing by people like, like, like lights in the night, like ships in the night. And so, but wherever you are telling others, utilize those circles. You ask the Lord, hey, Lord, whatever circle I'm on, give me the right words to say with this circle that I'm on. So, but notice this. He says, I will sing praise to your name. I will sing praise to your name. Here's another way to worship God. One way to worship God is to give him thanks. Another way is to tell others. Tell others. And, 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 and I just want to hone in. Tell your children, parents, grandparents, how good God has been. Not only to you, but to them. When your kids thank you for being there for them at different times in their life or coming through for them, you don't have to beat them with the Bible. Just say, baby, if it wasn't for God, I would have gave up on you. Now, I know someone said, whoa, hold on. Y yes, yes, yes. Many of us would have given up on ourselves if, if it was not for God. It, it's, it's God working in us. Tell others. But this one here is, make sure, sing to God. I will sing praise to your name. Sing to God. One of the best ways to worship God or to praise him is to sing to him. In fact, there's multiple scripture commands to do so. Exodus chapter 15, 21 says, sing to the Lord for he is highly exalted. Psalms chapter nine, verse 11 says, sing praises to the Lord. Psalms 46 verses six and seven says, watch this and count, count this. This is Psalms 46 verse six through seven. Count this. Sing praises to our God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. For God is our King over all the earth. Sing praises with the skillful song. Five times in one verse. Sing. I want you to know something. The text didn't say sing to God if your voice sounds commendable to the person next to you. Sing to the Lord, altos, sopranos, whatever you, listen, no no's, sing, 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 sing to, sing to the, sing to the Lord. And, and he says, I will praise your name. And he's singing praise. 
Here's what we do. We, we give praise. Man, by default, was created to worship. Every person in the world worships, but every person doesn't worship the true living God. But every person worships. And we give praise. Some of us praise people in our lives. Some people, some of us praise things that we have. Some of us praise our intellect. Some of us praise the fact that we have uh, a, a, attained some type of a a skill set. Some of us praise our background, where we come from. Some of us praise all kind of things. God says praise belongs to me. And we are called to sing praise. But here's the problem I've discovered. I was watching the praise team when they were leading. And I was thinking, what if no one was on the stage but Lindsay, when Lindsay, if Lindsay is singing a song, a worshipful song, and you were listening, you would be considered, especially in worldly terms, the audience. Right? And she would be singing to you. But I want you to picture this because some of our worship is like that. It's supposed to actually be the reverse. The audience is supposed to sing, not to Lindsay, but to God. And the audience is different. So instead of hundreds of people who are the audience, the audience is now only one person. God is the audience. We are supposed to sing, in other words, to an audience of one. The problem is many of us worship horizontally. In other words, when we sing, we sing considering the person who is in front of us. In fact, the person in front of you may be saying, I wish they would not sing. <laughs> I wish, though, the person who could hear them thinking that would say to them, I wasn't singing to you anyway. <laughs> Sometimes we sing to our left and to our right. We lift and lower our voices based upon what the person to our left or right is doing. And we try to find that balance with them. The problem is we're worshiping horizontally. When God has called us to worship vertically, our worship is to go up to him. We're supposed to sing to him. And when we sing to him, let me tell you, we all sound good. It all sounds so good. To, it's, it's a sweet form. It's like an aroma coming up to him because we are exalting him. And so we are supposed to sing to him. So next time that person singing, and you don't like that voice, don't be trying to move the next week. You stay right there in that place in space and you sing vertically. All right, now, now, now here's the last way. He says... I will be glad and I will exult in you. It's, this one's a little different because uh, it's as if we are 
to do something when this is about being something. See, it's a call to be happy in God. One of the ways that we worship is to be happy, to be joyful in God. I love this one because this has nothing to do with my circumstances. It has nothing to do if I received out of it what I wanted out of it. It has nothing to do with, and I learned this as a child, if something was given to me as a gift from anyone, whether it was what I dreamed of, what I imagined, what I thought of, whether it was, I learned to be thankful. In fact, uh, if you're young, I would tell you this. If someone writes you a card, a letter, and they just say to you, I love you, thinking about you, I admire you, I'm proud of you, I'm praying for you, I love you. Don't be like a lady I saw. She was much older than I was. I was a food service director at the time. And I saw this older lady. She was one of the caregivers at this assisted living. And I, and I had this little perch area above this balcony, above the dining room area. And I could see around the whole dining room. And they had given out different cards and envelopes. And I saw this older lady who worked there. And she, she was, she was a, a feisty Feisty lady, smart mouth, you know, old school, old school, hardcore. I, I, I won't say her name because she might have a relative in the house today. Uh, I, 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 I kid you not, I remember like seven people standing around one day and we were all doing something. I asked, do you have a pen? No, I don't have a pen. Do you have a pencil? No. And I was going around the circuit and I finally got to her. And I'm trying to be careful not to say her name. When I got to her, I said, do you have one? She said, yeah, I got one. I said, can I use? She said, no, you ain't gonna use. She said, cause you asked me last. <laughs> this old school, smart, just me. Uh, I, I remember her and another old lady just arguing. They were arguing one time. They were talking about, uh, I, I gotta be careful. And I said his name. She said, she said, sometimes you just gotta uh, lay your religion down. Hang it on the door. Cause she gonna get down. <laughs> and she like, sometimes you have to lay your religion down. She was old school, but I saw her and she opened up the envelope and she couldn't see me. I'm looking up, she opened it up and I, she was looking for some money or something in that envelope. And there was no, it was a card in there. I'll tell you, y'all think I'm kidding. She said, I, it, it was no card in there. She opened it up. There wasn't no card, no money in there. It was a track in there. And she, she used to walk like this, and she, walked, she, she, and she walked away. She threw that thing to the side. I backed up, and I was young at the time. I backed up, and, and, and my, my chest hurt so bad from laughing in the back of my head. I didn't want her to see me. And I was like, man, that's a, you know, later on, I was like, that's a shame. Because you know what? She missed the most important thing. Listen, when someone writes you a card, and don't worry, these ain't nothing but ones. Like, like four ones. Preacher ain't got no money. These four, these four ones. I had, to hold, I had to hold them in my pocket. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get excited, uh, worship team. Think y'all gonna come up in fast. So, I, I, listen. so here, here's, here, here's the deal. Someone writes you a card, writes you anything. Do you know they took time? If, if you lose a dollar, 
If I lost these $4 that was on the floor, somewhere if I live long enough, I believe $4 will come back in my pocket. They can be replaced somewhere. In fact, some of you may show a little generosity and give me $4 to replace the $4 that JC take from me. But guess what? My time, no one can give you time back. If someone takes the time to write you a card, a letter, man, you better treasure that. It's so, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. And I love when I get a card, a letter, uh, and, and like the little kids, there's sometimes, somebody kid in here, they, they draw pictures of me sometimes. And one of the kids, I just love this little child. She drew a picture of me and it was like, everybody's on it. And she drew me, it's like a little stick figure. And I'm like, oh, see that? I mean, she, she, I, I said, oh my goodness, this is how she see me. I said, I got to lose some weight so I can kind of live up to this thing right there. Because she, she didn't draw me around. I said, okay. I, I told my wife, I said, see, she see, she, see, I'm, I'm just telling you. So I kept that picture. It's downstairs. It, it's downstairs in my office. Yeah, that, that's how she see me. God bless her sweet little heart. Uh, he, 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 here's, here's the deal. And even in the smallest things, don't focus upon your circumstances and how things are, look, focus on the fact of the reality that you can be happy in God alone because he's present. No matter if you're sitting at that table eating chicken or sitting at that table eating pork and beans, I want you to know the Lord is with you. David says, I will exalt in you. I will be happy in you. Uh, in fact, when you sit here and think about what Habakkuk says in chapter three, he says this, I heard and my inward parts trembled. At the sound, my lips quivered. Decay entered my bones and in my place I trembled because I must wait quietly for the day of distress, for the people to arise who will invade us. Though the fig tree should not blossom and there be no fruit on the vines, though the yield of the olive should fail, and the fields produce no food, though the flock should be cut off from the fold and there be no cattle in the stalls, yet I will exalt in the Lord and I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. Did you read that list of things that's not going to work out in his favor? He's telling you, listen, we're about to lose our homes. We ain't going to have any food. The, listen, the garden's about to dry up. The flocks, they're going to disappear on us. We're not even going to be able to get oil from the olive tree. All these things are about to go down. And on top of that, we're going to be invaded. But yet I will exalt the Lord. He saw it coming and he still says, I'm going to exalt the Lord. So some of us say, if I was better prepared for it, I might give God thanks. No, you're going to do the same thing that you do, whether you knew of it or not. And here's the thing, the reality is, the reality is, as long as you and I exist in these bodies, we're gonna have trouble. We're gonna be faced with trouble, but here's the reality. The presence of God is there for every believer. He says, I will exalt you. And what God calls us to do is to worship him at all times. Do not, whatever you do, don't get so caught up in your circumstances, high or low. JC was singing. He, JC says, I will worship you on the mountain. He says, I'll worship you in the valley. And some of our worship is contingent to where we are placed. And some of us don't mind worshiping when we're on the mountaintop, but when we're in the valley, we don't want to sing. Do you realize that's when you should sing the loudest? Sing and lift up 
your voice. Exalt the Lord. Give him praise at all times. At all times. I've been blessed in my time in ministry to see some amazing things take place. And I've seen people praise God in some of that have went through times if you uh room and they can put them through that fight. And they were giving God praise along the way. I've also known people that they lost their physical fight with cancer, but not at one time were they robbed of their praise. Even when their voice left them, their heart kept exalting the Savior. Exalt the Lord at all times. There may be some moms and dads in here, and your worship has been contingent based upon what your kids are doing in their life. I'm going to strongly encourage, and it becomes more challenging when your kids are older, okay? Because you can't control all the things. I'm telling you, whether your kids honor the Lord or not, you worship God and you show them how. You show them what worship looks like. You worship the Lord. When you go to work, when you go into your workplace tomorrow, if they don't treat you nice, if they're not kind to you, I want you to do your work. Do, listen, you do, listen, do your, what you're supposed to do unto the Lord. Don't, I'm telling you. You satisfy the Lord, and if your boss is not satisfied with that, you just leave it there because you did it in an honorable way. But whatever you do, you worship. If you see people at the water cooler and they're talking about you, don't get into no verbal confrontation with them and don't go somewhere and gossip about them. You give God praise. Be careful when you look in the media and on news. Don't become so critical with the way politics and all this stuff caught up because politics will rob you of your worship. And let's be honest, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you now, some people are more committed to following the waves of a politician and parties and the navigation of the government than they are in navigating through the word of God and giving God the attention that God wants to give them. Worship God in worshipful ways. Make sure you thank God. Make sure you tell others, sing, sing, sing. And make sure you exalt God in all circumstances. And his close, close, not because it's something you're supposed to do. You do it because that's who we are. We are worshipers. We are worshipers. Next week, join us as we begin a series. And in this series, it's a three-week series, I want you to pay close attention to some of these biblical characters in the Bible who worship. What is it that we can learn from them? What was it that moved them? Join us next week for this 
short series as we go through the activity scene. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, thank you, dear Lord, for a day of gathering in this place to worship. But Lord, help us to be mindful that worship should not start in this space, nor should it conclude in this space. Father, wherever we go, let us worship. Let there always be a song, a prayer, a hymn on our heart. Let there always be joy in our heart that comes up as a smile on our face. Help us, Father, to be bold and to speak with clarity that we may tell others about your goodness, your character, your attributes, but more importantly, Lord, just simply about you being a holy God. Oh, help us, Father, to exalt you at all times and in all circumstances. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.